I, yeah. I again, I met him as a vanilla friend and then didn't even know him that well, but I like called him on the phone and I was like, hey, so I don't know if you've ever considered like a more alternative way of being sexual. He was like, oh, what? Welcome to the Let's Be Candid podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Layla. And on this podcast, we're bringing real stories and experiences of non-monogamy. We wanted to highlight the fun side of unlearning monogamy and how liberating it can be. Or awkward or ridiculous, (laughs) but it's always an adventure. All of our stories are real. Our guests are real, but their names might not be. Regardless, there's lots to learn and laugh about here. We do talk about adult experiences for adult ears. So pro tip here, if you think it might be inappropriate for someone else, we do ask that you are mindful of how you choose to listen to us. And with that being said, let's hop in. What's up, Layla? Hi, Brian. I'm excited to talk today about parties. Dude, I live for parties. You just came back from a a party that we were both invited to, but I had a wedding. So you went to this party. Yeah, it was amazing. Tell me about the party. Okay, so all the girls were wearing the same red bob wig, which at first I thought was going to be kind of annoying, but it was really, really cool. And all of the men wore like these pharaoh Egyptian headdresses, which was super cool. And there was probably a hundred people there. The hosts worked with like some company, I think, and just made the whole house like this Egyptian wonderland. Really hot people, like honestly, like the hottest people ever. I had been, you know, going through my celibacy journey for the last like six weeks. So I was just like open and available and ready. And it was a blast. I had so much fun. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed that I missed it. And I know that people don't really talk about this part. It's kind of like Fight Club. People don't talk about this party after they leave the party. <laughs> I was at this person's house a few days before the party, and he had just gotten delivered like a case of Clase Azul oh, right. tequila that had been donated for the party. And I was like, who donates $1,000 worth of tequila for a party? But like they just knew the party was going to be like that. It was yeah. going to be a blast. Did the, did so like the wigs, like did they last or did they no. just end up coming off? No, no, no. So like after the socializing was all done, people were taking their, their wigs off. So, <laughs> which was kind of cool. Cause it was like, oh, this is like my second form, you know? So it was, it was cute. It was good. Did you lose your wig? Was oh yeah. Just like in the. <laughs> I, it's, I didn't even, I didn't even place it to the side. I th- like threw it off. Like I'm pretty sure I was giving a blowjob and I was like this is in my way so I just threw it but they did have uh the free use masks yes which I know that you were excited and curious about let's explain free use again though what's what's your experience of free use so free use is if you were to wear this sign or this this mask that says free use on it you're basically walking around anybody can touch you anybody can grab you you have given full consent for anybody to basically do whatever they want within reason of course of you can still say no obviously but uh the <laughs> There was only one person that I noticed that was wearing it, and it was a guy. (laughs) 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 So they they were the only person I (laughs) saw wearing it. I was (laughs) I was curious how this would go. I because there there were some people that I thought would end up wearing the free use thing, but like you said, it is saying like. I'm open for business unless I say no. So it does put a lot right. of pressure on the person wearing the mask to say no, right? Right. 
Yeah, I kind of forgot about the mask because uh, they gave one to everybody and they're like, put this on if you're feeling spicy or whatever. And then I think everyone just kind of forgot about it. I'm trying to think of like other crazy things that happened. It was just like such a whirlwind. We were there until like three in the morning, which is crazy because I usually leave uh-huh. at like midnight. So we were there like super late. I had, oh, oh gosh, I want to say people's names, but I can't. I want to like tell you, you who I hooked up with. I can't tell you. I'll tell just you give later. me count how many <laughs> how many people did you because this is we're talking about parties today and like what people can expect and can't expect from parties and like the logistics of throwing a party is a big one that we're going to yeah. talk with our guests today because it does take a lot of effort but yeah so how many how many people did I hook up with uh, mm-hmm, I think my mm-hmm. body count was five that's respectable it's good that's a respectable number because lately I've been going to a lot of parties and just socializing which is totally okay to do too yeah, I like the last couple parties I've gone, I've talked to people, I've socialized and like not hooked up with anyone or maybe given like one person a blowjob. But I went into this party feeling feral. I was ready. I was so horny. Like I was fucking people I had never met before. Like I am just fucking people and then being like, oh, what's your name? Which I think is super hot. And the host of the party was like introducing me to like these new guys who are like, this is their first party. And he's like, Layla, talk to them. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love new new people at parties. He's really good at bringing in a mix. Of, I mean, part of the challenge of a party, and we'll, we'll talk to, to Chase and Taylor when they come on about this too, is like part of the challenge of a party is bringing in new people while having your trusted people. And here's the thing I think about free use. I think free use works great when you got like, 10 to 15 people in the room that all know each other and trust each other. Yes. Then it, it kind of does turn into like a free use party on its own. Like I've been to birthday parties and stuff where that thing happens. Mm. I think free use is tough with a hundred people in the room when most of them you don't know. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's way more of a challenge and I'm not, I'm curious what you think about it, but like, like I'd be like, even for the guy to be like free use, like, I don't know if I would personally wear a free use mask with a hundred because there's just gonna be people there that like I don't really wanna. Oh, you sleep would with. have wanted to sleep with everybody at this party. At this, party. this party being an exception, this one yeah. being an exception. I can't so, think of one person I saw that I wasn't like, yeah, I would. Like everyone was so gorgeous. I think, and I honestly, if I had remembered about the free use mask, I might have put it on. I just forgot about it. Okay, world. So I just I do want to explain something about this party. And not, ever, not all parties are like this. It is incredibly selective. They're kind of relentless and shameless about the uh, caliber of people they invite to the party. Uh-huh. And I mean that in two ways. Like You have to be fit and attractive on one end. On the other end, you have to play. Yes. You have to play. It's not like you have to come and play with everyone. Because Layla, you said you played with five people. I had sex with five people. I probably played with more. Right. So it's not like you have to play with everyone, but the expectation is that you play with someone. And what I love about that party is that they've done the work for you of weeding out people who are not going to play. Yeah. And who like don't hit the standard. I mean, and and the host, they're not walking around being like, oh, you're not fucking. What are you doing? Like, they're not doing that. But they they know that there are certain people that just like to go and watch. And that's okay, too. But for this particular type of party, they wanted people that were active and kind of experienced and, and ready to go. They did have a couple of people where it was their first party ever. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. And they're all walking around like, how did I 
get here? So <laughs> there, was this, there was this one guy who was just standing in a corner. He looked terrified. And he's like, is this what people in L.A. do? He like came from somewhere else. He's like, is this L.A.? Is this what you guys do like on the weekends? I was like, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it is a shocking first. If it's your first party, it is a shocking first party. Yeah. But I, again, like he, we actually asked this guest to join, uh, this host to join at one point to talk about their experience. He refuses to hop on the podcast. We're going to keep working on that. I know. Today, I mean, Layla, you've thrown parties before, yes? Play parties. <sighs> Didn't you throw one for your birthday? It was like birthday plus play. It was more of like a second base kind of party. I think only one couple like actually had sex. Half the people were naked, but no one was really doing anything. It was more of like a second base party party but i wouldn't say i've thrown a sex party before i haven't either and so the logistics of it and like sounds stressful people it does sound stressful and so i think that's why we wanted to have someone on that does throw parties on the regular yeah to talk about that experience and i'm excited to have this conversation i want to i want to hop in with them i think it's probably a good time to bring them on and see what they think after having thrown as many parties as they have like what do people need to know about throwing parties let's find out all right, Chase and Taylor, Chete, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here with us. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. We were pumped to have you because Layla and I were talking about how we don't know too much about throwing play parties. We go to them, but it's kind of like go to the movies. Like we don't know what's happening behind the screen or the projector <laughs> or anything like that. And that's kind of how we feel about play parties. And so we wanted to have someone on that like has been doing this that understands the logistics of it, the challenges, the benefits of it, all of that stuff. And so we, we, like you are two of our favorite people that do this consistently. And so we wanted to just pick your brain about it. But before we get then, let's just take a step back because no one starts off in the non-monogamy space by throwing parties. So like, how did you get from like, hey, we became a couple, we started like to the point where you started throwing parties. What was that that journey even like? I haven't really thought about that like, to how and when we decided to actually start throwing parties here. I never threw a party before you were here. So it's interestingly enough, I've lived in this apartment space for like about 10 years, almost as long as I've lived in LA. She's lived here about four years now. Mm-hmm. And before she lived here, I never, there was one occasion where a party impromptu happened here. Besides that, yeah, it wasn't until she actually moved in here and that we didn't start throwing parties, but it wasn't even right away. So why, you know. I remember. Okay, tell me. Um, basically we started, it was Chase's idea because oftentimes we would go to play parties and it would be almost great with the exception of one or two individuals. And usually those one or two individuals were single guys Uh, and (laughs) not even get me started. I know it's like not to shame the whole population. We definitely love some of you. But some, some. <laughs> <laughs> small grouping and oh, and I mean, single guys who are single, single, not guys who are married or in partnerships who, hey, my partner can't join me. Would it be OK if I came along? That's usually a different story. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of of single male experiences where they were not kept in check. And I would often end up bearing the brunt of that. And so he came to me one day and said, well, what if we hosted one here and we controlled the guest list? And I was like, yes, I love control and I want to do that. (laughs) So that was how the first one kind of started. And so is your rule still no single men or is it like you have like a Rolodex of single men that you trust now? 
that you that you bring through. Yeah, Rolodex for sure. Um, usually, single men that I've either had my own independent sexual relationship with, or that a close female friend of mine has had the same, and they have been um, vetted and approved, so to speak. Or he has just earned the spot of being a badass single dude. AKA the T man. Oh my friend, I I snagged a, a vanilla friend. He's a he's a good human. <gasps> maybe I'll maybe I'll have uh, some fun with him. You should. Yeah, yeah he's great. He's like I, yeah. I again I met him as a vanilla friend and then didn't even know him that well. But I like called him on the phone and I was like, hey, so I don't know if you've ever considered like a more alternative way of being sexual. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a more alternative way of being sexual. That is a great way to pitch it. Wait, Chase and Taylor, have have y'all been E and M from the beginning of y'all's relationship, like from the very start? Yeah. Oh wow. So did you both have experience with non-monogamy before you got together, or like what was that? Yes. We met technically at a play party. <gasps> oh. Yeah, we had met once before at a karaoke bar, and the connection was not there. And then six months later, um, I ran into him at a play party, and suddenly I was way more interested. <gasps> did you guys play at that play party, and then you were like, "Yeah, oh yeah." Ah! A long time fuck turned into just here we are still. She's still here in my apartment four years later. Yeah. And you've been in the same apartment for like seven years, right? Four year, four years for her. And he's yeah. been there for 10 years. So, Taylor, I want to go to you just had a reaction to something. I just want to dig into that. So you said you were way more interested once you were at a play party together. Just say more about that. Why were you all of a sudden way more interested? I like that question. Yeah. I cock just- out. I'm just highly well, yeah, but that didn't hurt. But um, <laughs> I'm just highly suspicious. I this is gonna like paint me in such a light because of the last two things I've said. But like, whatever. I'm just highly suspicious of men everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, yeah. so when he like approached me at this at this bar and I was at a big table of people, I remember just being like, why do you think this is your time to come approach me? You know? <laughs> like, I was just like, why do you think that this is an appropriate move? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And instead of reading that, how I would read it now, knowing him, which is like, oh my God, that took like such like tremendous confidence. And I'm so like honored that you wanted to come speak to me, but I was just in a different headspace at the time. And so, yeah, when he approached me I was just like oh what but we did sing a karaoke song together it is on video someone taped it which is so funny what song it was uh light my candle from rent musical theater of course <laughs> Layla his heart is melting right now I've love. never watched Rant, so I don't know what song this is, but I love that you guys love this song. Well, you got to listen to it in the context of the show, because on its own, okay. it, it, I think you'd dig Rant. That's one of my favorite musicals. I think you'd really- You think I would? I think you would, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend in college, who I hated, loved Rent, and so <laughs> oh, I, I refused to ever watch the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? I honestly had to so when I moved to New York when I was younger, before I even watched that movie. Okay, so you guys sang Rent, and then you fell in love? We sang Rent, and then we did no, not fall in love. we did not love. fall in love. She <laughs> said, I don't smoke weed. I was like, goodbye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> it's like you go uh, to play was... parties, check, you don't she, smoke weed, She acts like dog's acting right now, which, is, being which mean, is aggressive. <laughs> and just wasn't really vibing, you know? I felt it. She didn't feel it. I, I felt it as if it wasn't, you know, I felt the non-vibe. <laughs> we both knew it wasn't working. But like the external forces, like no, you guys, like we had people. I had people I was with. You had people you were with that were trying to push us together in a sense. 
we were with my sister and his mom. So like he was with his mom. I was with my sister separately at this bar. And um, that, yeah, his mom gave my sister his Instagram Mm. for me to take. And I guess we messaged on there a little bit, but I do not recall such messages. They're probably in there way back in the beginning. It would be, but like they're there, thousands. and it's it was like four sentences or something. Because I remember too, I was like, let me just see. Uh, no, no, no. And then six months later, I walk in, and she looks at me, and she's like, oh yeah, I was wondering if you're gonna remember me, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember you. Oh, that. Oh my wow. gosh, cute. Well, now look where we are. Now look where you are. You now guys have been out. non-monogamous this whole time, right? Yeah. Like the whole time you guys have been open. So this is something I like to ask a lot of couples. Do you guys experience jealousy? Like, do you guys date? Are you polyamorous or just swingers? Like, what's your dynamic? And then do you guys experience jealousy? So, yeah, I think jealousy is something that definitely can come up. And it's just how you respond to it. And depending on your, quote unquote, reinforcement over time with how you you have responded to jealousy will, you know, actually affect your response each time something comes up, especially like in the moment of like in a party, per se, when you have more practice, so to speak, and Mm. dealing with scenarios makes shit a lot easier to deal with in the future. I say for her, and I think you'll agree with me, she and I have come probably gained 60%, 70% of eliminating any problems that would used to potentially would come up in a party, I would think. Based maybe on like, I don't want to put everything, I'm not going to attribute everything on jealousy. You know, I think jealousy has a little bit to do with a lot of potential factors because look what we're doing. You know, it's, this is a very sexual lifestyle. And as most of us grow up, you know, Sex is, we're taught that it's like, oh, this and that and a kind of possessive quality until you grow older and you kind of learn, oh, no, wait. I still experience jealousy, but for me, it's like I've had so much reinforcement from her and mm. vanilla world. And like, I think the vanilla world, too, on top of this, the sex world and seeing her in sex world. Sex world is my favorite sex place. World. <laughs> there. My happy place. Uh, in terms of like eliminating like a lot of jealousy or, or working with it better. Yeah, I definitely experience. I definitely experience jealousy and it's it it tends to be over specific things. And so I think like we've learned to not necessarily avoid those specific things. There's a way to reassure me. You know what I mean? And he's figured out how to do that. And I figured out how to ask for the kind of reassurance that I want. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference when I get it. And then oftentimes I find I don't know if you guys experience this. I was thinking about this the other day. I find myself being like, I should be jealous of that. What? Like, <laughs> that should upset me. Why is that not upsetting me? Well, let me think it about yeah. it. Think about it a little more. Maybe it could have upset me if I thought about it a little more. Almost this, like, <laughs> kind of old, old voice of, like, self-sabotage. Yeah. We played with a friend the other night, and it was, like, so fun. Like, it was so, <laughs> it was such, like, an easy, fun experience. And then at the end, I was like, I should have been jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to ruminate on how I should have been jealous of that and why am I not, you know, so it's like my brain will play all the little games that it likes to play. But I think something that really helps me is we don't identify as polyamorous. We very much have our own um, romantic relationship. I'm very comfortable in a hierarchy and I know that's not for everybody, but I'm comfortable with the hierarchical relationship model. I like to be, this is my person and then everyone else is a good friend, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I think if yeah. he like yeah. went on a date with someone or tried to like hold their hand, I, I think I would have a meltdown. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I would have a meltdown. Because it's the intimacy of it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. I don't know how people yeah. do that. I know 
Like we have a lot of friends who, you know, they, they date other people. They have romantic connections with other people. And I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. I'm very impressed. Uh, it's I, hard. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I would just cry every day, I think. And, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe at some point in life I won't feel so strongly about it, but I feel so – when it comes to, like, the romance aspect of, of uh, the lifestyle, I feel so insecure. But when it comes to the sexual aspect, I do really believe, like, the more the merrier, you know? Yeah. That's fair. And I can see how you end up throwing parties. Like, you're not throwing, like, speed dating events. You're throwing parties. Like, <laughs> it is, like, the fun of it. So it's like go, going into that, because you guys have, how many parties have you thrown at this point? Never go to this game? I don't know, 30 maybe. Oh, wow, wow. 30. I thought that too. I should have said that. Damn it. I should have said wow. that. 30. Wow, that's a Which lot. Which is a lot. Really? Yeah, oh, I, I guess. Was, I was thinking a little more, but maybe 30. Yeah, I thought No, 30. I think 30 because. And I was like, maybe I should over-exaggerate because that's what I normally do with everything. Because so. <laughs> for, maybe for, well, I don't know, for two years we've been hosting them pretty consistently once every six weeks or so and then before that we hosted a handful of like five or six that year previous so i think Mm -hmm. i think 30 checks out about she's good at this game so like help us look behind the curtain about uh, around this a bit like lessons learned throwing 30 plus parties what have you learned for someone who's thinking about throwing a party or just curious what happens behind the scenes of, of putting together a good event? What are your lessons? When already, um, we already kind of touched on this, but the first thing I'm going to say again, that first thing that popped in my brain again, I don't know why, was a very, very highly curated guest list, most especially in the sense of any single guys that are attending. And if there are any single men attending, do we know them personally? You know, we have had experience in the past where we did not, but we thought, oh, it will be fine. And it wasn't. To the point where we had to cancel the whole party and everybody ask everybody to leave. I had hot blinders on with this Whoa. one particular single guy. You had to cancel the whole party once? We yeah. We had to stop the entire party yeah. and ask everybody to leave. It, it was that Wait, bad. what happened? Well, okay. So basically what had happened was I had broken my single guy rule because this one was just so hot. And I really wanted, wanted it. Just because he was just like hot. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to – because normally it's like – you know, with single guys, you're like, meh, 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 like, but then this one, I was like, oh yeah. So we invited him. He showed up. He he had good um, form at first. He was very, very friendly, very um, seemingly respectful. And then I had played with a lot of people that night, but I, I had only had sex with Chase. And then this guy asked if we could have sex. And I said, yes, I made sure he put on a condom because that's a huge rule for me i don't have any unprotected sex with anybody other than my partner it doesn't matter how long i've known them Mm -hmm. and so he put it on and we were doing um the sex and then he i should have probably known he looked down checked the condom and then all of a sudden kind of went really fast and then like came and then got off and it was over then I was playing with somebody else and they like reached inside of me and were like, oh, what's this? And they pulled out. Was that you that pulled it out? Pulled out half of a condom. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
So I flicked on the lights and went over and found that guy and was like, um, excuse me. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I I had no idea the condom broke. And, and I was like, um, okay, well, it, well, it did. And, um, I said, where's the, where's the condom? And he's like, I threw it in the trash. I was like, well, go get it out of the trash. I want to see it. And he said, um, oh, I mean, I, 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 I flushed it in the t- toilet. What? Uh-huh. He switched his story. Yeah, exactly. What? And I was like, oh, no, you knew it was broken. And he was like, oh, oh I didn't. And I was like, I'm going to go look in that trash can right now. And if I can't fucking find it, we're going to have a huge issue. And as I was doing that, he left. He snuck out of the apartment. He ran oh, away. He ran Sorry. away. Wait, did, did you ever talk to him again? Oh, yeah, because I got him on the phone and I was like, you get back here. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So he came back and I was like, because then we had to have the conversation like you need to get checked for STDs. I know you fucking did this on purpose. I saw you see it. I saw you push through anyway. You knew when you threw, took that condom off and threw it in the toilet, you did it for a reason because you knew that it was going to be obvious it was broken. So then he was a little bit, uh, uh, you know, um, indignant with me in a way that was really kind of uncomfortable. And as he and I were kind of going back and forth, Chase was just like, that's it. We're calling it. This party's over. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. That felt like the right thing to do. The energy at the party was just off at that everybody point. Had, oh, yeah. Everybody heard everything. Everybody had already stopped and was watching at this point anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody was really wow. playing. Yeah. Is this guy still in the scene? Well. He came through social elite. And we contacted them, so, and I caused a big old scene about it. But then I, guy, I did yeah. see his name later on on a guest list, so I we think... We saw him in person later on in an event. Oh, that's it, right, it and was, I didn't remember him. It was some other thing that, you know, he obviously was allowed to go to, but you know, he was like, hey, how are you guys? The first thing you know, I did, I was like, oh, hey, I saw it. And I was like, now I remember who you are. No, you need to DM me who this guy is so I can I definitely steer clear. Will. Please do. This is something that... Because one of the questions we actually had was like, how do you kick someone out of a party that's done something bad? Like, is this the only time you've had to kick someone out or, or end a, an event? I tried to get someone kicked out of another party that I wasn't yeah. hosting because that guy was a full-blown rapist, in my opinion. But the Eesh. host wouldn't do it. And so we ended up leaving. You ended up leaving. Yeah. But my thing for kicking somebody out of a party, like I have absolutely no like fear of that. Like if you violate someone's boundary, you have to go because the safety of the majority is more important than you. Sorry. And like, we're not going to figure it out now. I'll, I mean, I've thought often about this. Like what if this were to happen in the future? What would I do? I would just take them aside and be like, listen, you need to leave right now. Um, and we'll contact you and, and, give you more information um, later on if we need to, but you just need to get out now. Yeah. How do you balance like, and Layla and I go back and forth with this, right? Thank you for sharing this story, right? I don't know who this person is. Maybe I run into them, but let's say at some point Layla's throwing a party, like Layla wants to know who this person is now so that she maintains a safe environment for her guests at her party. I feel the same way about like a platform or an app or a discord channel, whatever the case may be. We want to make sure that people like this aren't in it. Like, do you think those people deserve a second chance or how do you handle like he said, she said situations where like you weren't there in this case, you were, you were impacted directly. But what if it was like, Hey, yeah, this person one time in New York three years ago at a play party, this thing happened. We already have that happening right now for the party happening tonight. No names, obviously, but yeah, there's a particular individual that we've been hanging out with pretty often that. Uh, we've heard from the main owner of the house. He's like, you know, by the way, I've received some particular, some messages from four different girls saying they don't want this person there. 
there's people that I don't I don't throw parties. So I, I tend to feel like my level of risk is a little bit lower here, but not really, because if like people are meeting through like a Discord channel or an app or whatever the case may be, they're still meeting through your platform. And like I had a situation this week where I don't even think I told you about this, Layla, but like I had a hit and run car accident on my car. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. And the hit and run, I wasn't in the car, but I have a Tesla and it records the whole thing. Oh, nice. Part of how the accident happens was the guy was physically assaulting the girl in the car <gasps> when he hit my car and it was their first Tinder date. No. What? <laughs> and so in this situation, it's like, man, someone was like, yo, did you report him to Tinder? I was like, I don't know the guy. Like, I, I can't even find is. him to do my auto insurance claim, but I hope that she did. Otherwise, he's on Tinder. And so sometimes I think about these situations and I'm like, well, what is my responsibility to report that to the platform? And then like, this guy should never be allowed at any play party on the planet based on that experience like if you're choking someone and then you crash your car and then you run away you're a shit person and you shouldn't be at a party but as a party thrower like there isn't a central database of this stuff you know so do you just take people's word on it and say like we're going to steer clear of any situation that feels like even if it's a maybe usually just because there's lots of people that are interested in this lifestyle. There are a lot of people who want to come to these things. And so not to be like a dime a dozen, but kind of, it's like we have so many people in this community. Like if you're a maybe, like I'm just going to pass on you and make sure I'm going to prioritize the safety of my female friends yeah. at the event. And there are a bunch of awesome dudes that might want to be invited that can step in and replace. And if it's someone else is throwing a party and I happen to run into a person that I have been told is – maybe not safe. I just personally avoid them like the plague and hope for the best. But when it comes to our parties, like I pretty much, it's better safe than sorry for me. Good. Yeah. It's just not worth it, you know? And it, it only takes one traumatic experience for someone to be like, oh, this lifestyle is not for me and potentially right. shut themselves off to a universe of like excitement and joy and pleasure that we're all part of. And it only takes one bad experience. And so I would rather right. like overcorrect and be overly cautious than prevent someone from indulging in this part of life that we all appreciate so much. Mm -hmm. It hurts all of us yeah. for sure. Okay. So flip. All right. So we're talking about some of the horror stories and stuff. Like it is a, obviously throwing an event is a lot. Chase, you guys have a party tonight. Uh, we're throwing a, a rooftop event tonight for like 200 people. It is stressing the fuck out of me, by the way. I so it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can relate, right? Yeah. So what in your opinion, because like a lot of times at the party, you're like managing the guest list. You're like, you're not actually playing. So I'm curious, like what what do you think makes it worth it for you guys to do to keep doing this? First thing that pops in my brain is just that feeling of security that you were there and you know who everybody was there. You already like you curated the list. Other than friends of friends of guests of guests, which, you know, everybody, you trust people to bring someone that's going to be a good person, right? There's always certain mm -hmm. people that might fall through the cracks, but a majority of the time, if you're bringing somebody you trust, they're not going to bring somebody that's going to violate your trust if you trust them. Most of the time, mm -hmm. you would hope so, right? So it's that security to me. That's the, And I think she would agree because it gives you then that uh, foundation to be able to relax and have a good time. Because there's always been scenarios where you're walking in and you're like, shit, something comes out of the blue and it's like, well, that diverted. And now we have to get on track or, or maybe we're just going to mm -hmm. leave or, you know, whatever. I also think there's the facilitating aspect. Like you should talk about that because that's like Chase's kink is is, is <laughs> basically facilitating. I enjoy that people. too. Ooh, go on. I mean, even beyond 
just play parties like you know I, I, something about it's a leading aspect i don't know like curating having people together and that's also a form of control obviously but like and it's something i'm good at it organizing i'm very organized in a sense that i can track i tell my messages and stuff and then the way i have my calendars and events and stuff like that and then keeping track of the list of people and you know i've like red listed people before and now and now i've blue listed people that were always used to be red listed because they've earned their favor again or whatever you know stuff like that <laughs> but like, i have uh-huh. a whole long list of people over time and like what we talked about that i just kept track she doesn't do any of that shit. No, she I doesn't do it at all that. in her life. I hate. I don't know how that. she would manage to host a party on her own. I, she would have to write it down on a piece of paper, I guess. I it's <laughs> mind-boggling to me. I so. don't. I'm not a. Um, I. I. It's funny because I have a million jobs, but I worked admin in one of my day jobs, and I'm highly organized over there. But when it applies to my own life, my executive functioning is atrocious, <laughs> and I don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> but babe, I meant more of facilitating, like giving people an experience, like. That too, totally. And that that's definitely right. that's definitely connected to it. And that leaks more into them when I'm experiencing things myself. Like, yeah, I, I think partially and I think a lot of people will relate with this and being an empathetic human being, you know, a lot of the pleasure I, you know, get out of the experience is knowing that others are having a good, pleasurable time in front of me or around me or I'm and I'm a part of that. I've helped provide mm-hmm. that. Especially newcomers, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's something you guys are great at is yeah. newcomers. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so we're talking about like newcomers. Where are you finding these new people? Is it usually like vanilla people in your life? Or are you going on the apps? Where are you finding these newbies? A lot of times she's it's the one. Me. It's me. <laughs> you're just walking around town. You're like, I you. can. Yeah. I can smell them a mile away. I don't know what it is, but I know them when I see them. I Uh have converted so many vanilla friends in my life. Well, it was kind of like I started like (laughs) – this is like sad. I don't mean this in a devious way at all, but it's like I'm bisexual and I – like my like party trick was like converting straight girls. Not in a coercive way, not in any kind (laughs) of like nefarious way, but just Mm -hmm. like I found oftentimes that if other women were curious about women, they would feel comfortable exploring that with me. And I like – loved that because I knew I knew I would take it as seriously as it needs to be taken and I knew that I would prioritize like when I was single I was a third for a lot of couples and I really enjoyed facilitating that experience like Mm -hmm. loved like my absolute favorite thing was like a married couple who had never done anything in the lifestyle before like trusting me like with their safety and just like talking the girl up and just making her feel like a fucking queen and just like that's like what I loved you know yep and so I think that has carried over into lifestyle stuff because it's such a part of my life that I enjoy. It's like, you know, I can't help myself. I'll be chatting about it with vanilla friends. And if I ever see like the little spark of like, hmm, I'm like, why don't you come to one and just check it out? And, and what I tell every single person is like, you can literally leave. If you show right. up and like a minute later, you're like, oh, not for me. Get yeah. out. Like, I will walk right. you out. Come find me. Right. Like, you do not have to stay. Actually, a close right. friend of mine from high school now is is in the lifestyle. And that's, like, what I said to her. I was like, listen, like, if you want to come check it out. And she was like, oh, God, I don't think I could. I was like, just, just come check it out for, like, 15 minutes and see how you feel. And then I'm not exaggerating, like, later on into the party, she was, like, getting fucked by some dude, and she was screaming. She was like, this is the best night of my life! And then the next party, she showed up wearing um, wearing a shirt that just said slut. And I was like, yes! Yeah, girl. Hell but, yeah! Um, 
But like, I think for newcomers in general, whether they're people I recruit or people I know are brand new, I just am always like, listen, like, you do not have to stay for anything. You're not going to insult us. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I would love to see you take care of yourself and say you want to leave early if that's what you want to do. Just like giving a lot of space for people to, to really do what they want or come and don't play. I do that half the time, like half the time. I'm just like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm here. I'm having fun. Like, I don't know. I think I'd rather watch and like socialize and chill. Exactly. So I think that's, that's a big part of it is just giving a lot of freedom for people that are new and just being like, there's no, like, this doesn't have to look like anything. There's no expectations. You can leave, you can stay, you can play, you can not, you can swim around in the hot tub and stay there the whole night, which I've also done. Like, you just have a lot of freedom. I don't know. What do you think? So there's this girl that I know. She also is someone that I, too, was kind of reinforcing because she's a newcomer and she's been very curious, but has not attended. But I also was helping her feel better by saying the same thing you had said, like, hey, you could you could show up at this time and literally leave within 30 minutes later if you want to easily. Sometimes I'll even put it in. We'll put it in our consent talks, you know, and we'll put it in the little message I'll send out. Like, right. I've had people straight up ask the question. They're like, do we do we have to play? Do we have to fuck? No. Like, yes, you do. Right. You don't, you're fired. <laughs> you don't, you're fucking out of here. Do you do a consent talk before every party? No. Most of the time, yes. But we have occasionally not. And that will be dependent on like if we have a majority of the people are all like have done parties before and we have just a couple sprinkled in that are you know maybe new and like the the people have taken them already you know what i'm saying we won't Mm -hmm. but a majority of the time we we will do a consent talk a lot of people give us shit for that though they're like ah we hate this no i like the consent talk me too and i know everyone's name but sometimes yeah to navigate like oftentimes we'll co-host parties because we don't have a ton of space but we have friends that do and often yeah. when we're co-hosting, they'll be like, okay, you can co-host here as long as we don't have to hear the consent talk. <laughs> Wait, are we having a consent talk tonight? Um, We'll have to see. <laughs> are there any newbies coming tonight? I would imagine other people that are co-hosting tonight might agree to that, but I will discuss and see how they feel about that. And usually if there's not a group announcement, I will go to the newcomers and be like, hey, just a reminder. Somebody said recently at a party, it was a guy I didn't know, but I really liked his consent talk. And his consent talk was complete with examples. I like died. He like got a woman that he knew like from the crowd. And he was like, okay, like, so now if I come up to so-and-so here um, and say this, she's going to say or whatever. It was really funny. But one of the things he said was, consent is freely given and reversible and he talked about like if you change your mind it doesn't matter you could have a dick in your mouth and your mind changes you're allowed to spit out that dick and be like actually i'm done now thanks and walk away and the other person's response needs to be thank you for taking care of yourself and i love that guy from that second forward i was like oh my god i wonder if he's gonna want to play with me like (laughs) that you know consent is sexy you guys it is so sexy no i was at a party on saturday and there was a guy and it was uh he was married and it was their first play party and his wife was off doing something and i was sucking someone's dick and he comes up from behind me and starts like touching me Mm. and i turn i turned to him and i was like you're supposed to ask and he was like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And I'm like, no one has even sat this couple down and was oh, like, wow. this is what consent looks like. So I turned around and sat and educated him. I was like, okay, look, you've never been to a play party. No one's ever talked to you about this before. This is what consent looks like and what's required. And he was so thankful. 
And mm. all throughout the night, he's like, I'm so sorry. Again, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's your first party. Like, you didn't know. So I always appreciate those little consent talks, even if it's just like a quick blip, because there's people in there that li- I didn't know my first play party. I just walked in and like, I didn't get a t- consent talk or anything. And it wasn't until like, <laughs> like a week after, like, everyone's like, oh, this is what the consent talk looks like. And I'm like, oh, well, thank God I just didn't go up to someone and start jerking them off. Yeah. <laughs> like huh. I remember a lot of a lot of social elite parties in the past back in the day I went to that never had consent talks or anything like that that were yeah and there were a lot of people if you don't know. Would not have any experience that would show up and not really know what the hell was the deal you know and it's not their fault it's not necessarily yeah. their fault because like they don't they they no one told them otherwise until someone like me had to turn around and go uh the fuck you doing bro thank God you did and thank God yeah. he came up and you know, touched someone who knew how to handle it because that could have potentially right. scared somebody. Yeah, absolutely. If it was my first party, I, pro- I probably would have just let it happen and then yep. felt weird about it later because I d- it took me a while to grow thicker skin. Absolutely. And I think it's it, oftentimes people imagine that consent is like just for sex parts. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Consent mm-hmm. to even like fucking lean up over here, you know? Like right. I don't want your, I don't want any body contact whatsoever. Yeah. Sometimes even certain types of watching requires consent. Yeah. If you're yeah, going to be absolutely. right there, yeah. like if you're going to be up in my business, like two feet away, I had that happen one, one time. A guy like peered into my vagina while he was watching and I was just like okay like that's not like that's like too close like I'm thinking like you can watch if if you're like standing at the wall and it's like a respectful distance you're not he was literally so close no those are called dick danglers so that's when they're just like right here and they're just like dangling their cock right in front of your face and I'm just like uh Excuse me. I need. Can we have a conversation? Who are you? Even in the realm of like near my face, if I could reach over and touch it, there needs to be like a consent given. Absolutely, that's a good rule. That's a good rule to put in place. We love to hear from our listeners and getting them involved in the conversation. And we have a couple of questions that we've had in our queue. I think Annie's going to read off one of them, and we're all going to answer it. So, Annie, what's the question of the week? What is something that you found that you like sexually that would surprise people? This came from like a different episode where Brian said that he likes his dick being bitten. Well, I'll answer mine real quick, which I, I don't know if it surprises. It would surprise vanilla people, but I think like my friends and everyone kind of knows this, but I'm a huge cut queen. Like I love sitting in a corner in a, in a nice chair with my vibrator and watch my husband fuck beautiful women. And I would just do that all night long. That's like my favorite thing. And vanilla people would literally just curl over and die if my vanilla friends heard that. <laughs> That's a good one. I agree. Do you like watching Chase fuck beautiful women? Oh, yeah. It's and so I love fun. them getting all excited about it. And the best is when some girl's like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, girl, you're welcome. Like, ah! <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think. I'm like, do I have anything like 
surprising. Maybe you could answer that better for me. I mean, does my does my hand job obsession count? Ooh, a hand job Maybe. obsession. That's yeah, neat. like I don't know what it is, but like for some reason the last like two years, like I just want to give hand jobs. And I've like asked guys that too. I'm like, they're like, oh, do you want to play? And I'm like, oh, like, would it be okay like if I just give you a hand job? I don't know. I just I don't know. I've been watching a lot of hand job porn and they're like, okay, well, that's one guy was like, I haven't had a hand job since I was like 14 in high school. <laughs> like, here I am, you know, fucking 33, but like ready to do it. Um, and that's been like, yeah, something I've like really enjoyed lately. I don't know why. It's so it's like fun to be of service in that way. That's kind of hot and nostalgic. And I think that's cute. Yeah, nostalgic. That's a good way to describe it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's a nostalgic game. All right, Chase. Uh man, surprising is the hard one. Surprising is the hard one. Shock uh, me. Here I go. I'm ready to be shocked. You have some funny things that you don't like that might be more surprising. Yeah, Wait, I tend what? to want my nipples completely to be avoided at all fucking costs. You can go past really? them, embrace by them. You can gently gently <laughs> brace past them if you want but don't like fucking bite them don't like them. fucking bite them you don't want yeah you don't if you want to get fired like and d- excuse from the whole party yeah <laughs> wait whether i'm hosting happen? or not <laughs> did something happen for you to be like i hate this like did, i've had like, people what? push i've had girls push my boundaries with that <gasps> oh goodness gracious okay so stay the fuck away from your nipples what else that's what you need to know. Yeah, that that's it. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from Chase's nipples. Other than the nipples, I'm pretty predictable. Otherwise, like, you know, you could probably, anytime I go to porn, I type in big oily tits. I don't know. Oh, wait. Okay, so is that is that your porn of choice? Big oily tits. And most of the time, a threesome. <gasps> Two girls, one guy. Yes. Ooh, okay. Uh, Taylor, what's your porn of choice? Well, right around. now it's reach around hand jobs, but oh, I yeah, also right? love a good threesome. I will say people tend to know us for being the couple that breaks out the bucket of coconut oil at every event with just like no chill whatsoever. Like Ooh. it's the best lube and it contributes to Chase's big oily tits sex fantasy. Okay, this was so fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking about your experiences and a little bit more about who you guys are. This has been super fun. I could talk to you guys about this all day. I'm so excited I get to see you later. Yay! Yes. Okay, everyone. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you really soon. And until then, try something or someone new.